play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of SLC Punkcast. Eric and I are far behind so many others, some people getting their shit done in December, which I just don't understand. How do you know everything that's coming out and something else could come out? And I do have several December releases for myself when we do mine next week. But on this week, we are doing Eric's best of 2020. Eric's going to guide us through his EPs, his LPs, and anything else he wants to talk about that is best of 2020. Play a bunch of songs, give you an idea of what he enjoyed the most. Eric, I'm going to let you take it away. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing most, if not all, I hope not all, but most of the uh, talking on this uh, episode. These are the uh, lists of what I thought was the best of 2020, but I guess you already knew that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to do it in a, I I have a top 10 list of the EPs and I kept it strictly on uh, EPs. Last year I mixed in the EPs with singles, anything that could be considered a seven inch release, but I didn't uh, didn't go all out with this one. I actually tried to say pretty reserved, actually. (laughs) Like uh, didn't want to make it a uh, top 15, top 20, 25 list or whatever. I was like, okay, I know I love a lot of albums, but what was the best? of the best of the best you know right uh, just keep it a little bit uh more reserved and just kind of really hone in on the reason why i think these albums have more importance or these eps have more importance as opposed to everything else that was released as much as it pained me to leave some of these album uh, some other albums off of the list of which i really enjoyed but these are the ones i just enjoyed more all right, right? so so we'll leave it. We'll leave. Uh, we'll leave it at that, and we'll jump. We'll jump into my uh, first top ten list. Well, actually, it's the only top ten list. My albums one is top eleven. Oh. So I gave myself a little leeway, just a little. <laughs> I thought, oh, but I could do one more. I could do one more. Just no. Slap on. Slap the the cuffs on your wrist for this self, and just stick with it. Awesome. I'll do like a. I think I'll do like an honorable mention sort of thing. Because there were there were quite a few, but I agree. Mine uh, is way more than ten on both, but uh, mine is going to be less than I have done before too. Because <laughs> yeah, he's get because Dustin gets all the influx of oh, so many just countless albums that come his way. <laughs> yes, so much and uh, hard to leave off. But I will be doing you know separate mine into sections where you know like you're going to do honorable mentions then top and then top of the top but i'm not going to be doing mine specifically like in a specific order i'm not going to do like a top 100 or top 50 or top 20 none of that it's just going to be in no particular order group number one group number two group number three yes and that's uh yeah and that's fine so that way between the uh between the two of us, we have a bit of an even flow coming out. Yes. All right. So, yeah, no more beating around the bush. Let's get into the first list of the top 10 EPs of 2020. Coming in at number 10 is a wonderful, uh, rambunctious, hardcore punk band all the way from Chile. Awesome. Down in South America. These guys are called Ninjas Mutantes Adolescentes. Yeah, you can kind of understand what that's... Uh, even if you don't speak Spanish, you, you know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah, they're a band. They've been around for uh, for quite some time, a couple of a couple of years to say the least. They've been re- doing some releases in uh, 2018, which is how I and how I discovered them was they they covered a they covered a song from another pretty uh, lesser known band from Japan of all places, and. I was like, oh, I wonder what the rest of these guys sound like. Oh, they also sound awesome. So I kept in, I kept in touch with their releases and saw that they had one, they had an EP come out 
last year called Emotion Explosiva. <laughs> Ex- yep, Explosive Emotion, awesome. which, uh, which pretty much solidifies the idea of hardcore punk in general. This uh, EP being no exception. It is, yeah, it feels like an explosion coming out of the speakers. These guys are just, it's just a rapid assault on the senses, and I love it. So, so yeah, and I do have a song to uh, to showcase, because I played these guys on the podcast, but it was an older song. It was from their uh, EP in 2019, called uh, uh, Bakuhatsu Emotion. It was a demo. Okay. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't been able to give this EP some love until now. I chose one song in specific called No Te Rindas, which uh, in Spanish is Don't Give Up. Awesome. Cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Here's what we got with uh, from Chilean punks, Ninjas Mutantes Adolescentes. No Te Rindas. Let's give it a spin. classic 80s hardcore punk it's uh it's short sweet and to the point but damn is it aggressive as hell <laughs> and even catchier in some parts you know even if it's just a whoa whoa everybody now <laughs> right yeah but that's a but yeah it's a great ep those guys these uh chilean uh punks they definitely got some they got some heavy shit going on down there and yeah just a lot of turmoil in the country as it is, it's good to know that in the wake of all that, they are presenting some amazing, ear-splittingly, jaw-droppingly violent, in the sense of sonic presentation, music. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, so yeah, that was Ninja Mutantes Adolescentes, and yeah, the way this was written out, there's not going to be a lot of music for uh, uh, for a minute for the next three releases four releases whatever we'll get to that when we get to that right because <laughs> yeah my top three i had something to make but a lot of the in-between stuff i had already played music on the podcast so you could check it out there and i wanted to show off a bit more that i feel more accurately represents the the reason for these eps being on the list and also and also the fact that i hadn't played them before okay so so yeah but these next ones, you'll all, you should all recognize the name, I think, depending on how many episodes you've listened to thus far. But that brings me to number nine, is the EP from the band Wrath of Gods. And it's a self-titled EP. And and yeah, this is what I'm talking about. We played pretty much almost this entire EP uh, in the... In the episode where I showed, where I was uh, showing off some new songs from these guys, and then when we did the interview with them, right, it's like okay, now we got to play some more from them. So you have a pretty good grip on their sound. It's a, uh, it's old school, uh, uh, '90s style hardcore mixed in with a bit of thrash and a bit of, uh, and just a bit of little uh, doomy elements in there. Not not much, but enough for me to notice. 
Awesome. But yeah, but yeah, Wrath of Gods has got the, and that's the other thing. The singer's got that uh, old school Jamie Josta hate breed bellows going on. <laughs> oh yeah, really, yeah, really old. Yeah, an old school release of a uh, sweet and yeah, sweet and tough hardcore punk with a with more of a metal tinge on there. So, so yeah, if you haven't heard the st- songs on the album, you can go and stream it over on Bandcamp. And yeah, that's the only place you can find it because I I haven't checked on Spotify. That's because I'm uh, not attuned to Spotify. I don't have that one, but it doesn't exist on Apple Music. I will tell you that much. Okay. So all the more reason to go to the Bandcamp, listen to it, absorb it, and maybe download it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, Wrath of Gods, they are from... They say they're from California because they're from multiple uh, boroughs of SoCal, but right. I've seen I've seen most of the stuff coming in around. Uh... Actually, I don't want to even say it because I could be mixing it up with another band, but just in case, like San Diego. Okay. Yeah, but San Diego's a, a kind of a gimme, but I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure these guys uh, are more up north. I don't know. I can't. I can't quite remember. <laughs> Everything's L.A. and California. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that will. We'll leave it at that little awkward note. Listen to Wrath of Gods for Christ's sake. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now uh, number eight, and this is where we're gonna enter the local section. Some bands that are from our hometown. One of which is a band called that is uh, pretty fresh from the cut called Violent Unrest. Right, and and this is just another uh, another release for the sake of compelling your need for visceral '80s hardcore worship, and that's what Violent Unrest is able to do. They uh, yeah, they're actually comprised of two members from the band Press Gang Union. They got uh, Scabs and Page, but they kind of switched around because right. uh, Page was drumming for Press Gang Union, and uh, Scabs was singing. And now Scabs is drumming and Paige is singing. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, the music itself is different. Whereas the press game union was bolstered more on the skinhead ethics and uh, just a, uh, uh, just hard hitting pub oi music, that type of stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. They, they decided to give it a bit more of a hardcore edge. So it's, so it is different, but it's still cut from the same cloth and just as straightforward. And and all the better to be that way because its uh, messages are just so uh, versatile, <laughs> just so straightforward to the point. Like songs like uh, "Broken Bonds," <laughs> it's a uh, it's got lyrics like "empty apologies" and "endless lies." You know. That's that pertains to issues related to trust. Strike first is uh has got that Cobra Kai slogan: "Strike first, strike hard, no mercy." In the chorus, <laughs> but okay, yeah, hardcore. There's still reasons to keep your keep your guard up in a very literal sense, and and then in the end, uh, gives more of a dismal stance with the lyrics. How do you go on when there's nothing more? You can see that being written on some little uh, emo kid's notebook in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's the presentation of it. You know, you, it's the difference between emo and hardcore. While it does have a lot of the same lyrics on there, hardcore just goes at it in like a, an abrasive, straightforward way. It just pounds on you. Right. Whereas the emo sense is just kind of like a, a pat on the shoulder. It's like, come on, man. How can we do this? <laughs> So, so yeah, and uh, and both are like uh, uh, live under the uh, they live under the stigma of being quote negative music, and yeah, the majority of its lyrical enterprise is dealing with negative issues, but it's giving you a chance to get over it, right? To like just you know just to rise above it. I mean, Black Flag said it best with those two words. That's really what it comes down to. And so many hardcore bands have have lyrics pertaining to that. Just overcome. 
right? Which is a song by Terror, no less. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again, it's nothing. It's really nothing new, but it's something that shouldn't be forgotten. You know, if all these primitive thoughts overwhelming uh, our human brains to such an extent that the hardcore genre is the best outlet because it's bare bones, no frills, all emotion. And, and that's, that to me is what violent unrest encapsulates in the, in this place, uh, in this EP shelter in place. Right. Which is, yeah, I didn't even say the name of the EP, I think. Shit. Well, now you did. What? Well, <laughs> that's the introduction. <laughs> but yes, it's Violent Unrest, Shelter in Place, SLCHC, or SH, skinhead. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, give that give that a listen as well. It is definitely it's definitely worth it. Paige is such a such a a vibrant voice and just this aggressive demeanor, especially once seen live. They are they are quite an amazing band. I love them. Okay. Moving on from there, number seven, we have an EP on the other side of the spectrum. We were talking about Salt Lake Hardcore and Skidhead music. Well, now we got something from a band called Heretic Temple, bringing in a lot of death metal and black metal enterprise into a crust punk filter with their EP, Anti-Life. Okay. Yep. So there you go. Speaking of negativity. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is negativity ruled your year. Uh, yeah, preach, <laughs> I feel like I'd be preaching to the choir at this point. Right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Heretic Temple, bit of a weird history. They used to be called uh, Burn Your World. And yeah, it had the same idea of like a crust and grindcore being mixed in with the uh, viscosity of death metal and black metal. And it's just held under this grim atmosphere. You think of just uh, foggy forests and, uh, you know, trees that are in such an atmosphere, they might as well just be black. Right. Rather than rather than a dark green. And yeah, and the, and the music itself, you just hear a lot of uh, stuff coming from the likes of Immortal and the likes of uh, Celtic Frost. Uh, but then you think, uh, oh, this sounds a little bit like a, this kind of has a discharge beat. This sounds a little uh, closer to Black Sabbath than it does Mayhem. Uh, I see what we're, I see what's going on here. So it's a pretty, pretty substantial mix of a lot of the uh, darkest realms of metal. Awesome. And, and, and as a metalhead myself, yes, I do like this. I, it kind of just hits me in automation. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a great it's four four songs on the yeah four songs on the EP, but they all they all range an average to about uh, four and a half to five and a half minutes each. Okay, so nearly so, around twenty minutes for the four tracks. Yeah, awesome. And that's a yeah, it's still got that uh, it's still got the length of metal songs, which is what separates it from being just a simple crust punk song or a d-beat song or however you categorize those uh those unclassifiable genres <laughs> but yeah because <laughs> it all bleeds together at some point and but that's that's what i'm getting at with this ep it does bleed together you, it's hard to tell where like the punk influence comes in and where the metal influence comes in because it's just congealed in such a way that uh that just goes down in one you know, it's like uh, making a perfect recipe. You know, you don't think about which plant the herb came from. You don't think about the what animal the meat came from. It just, oh, this tastes amazing. <laughs> uh, kind of a weird analogy because their vocalist, Rich, is a vegan. <laughs> so I said it for you, Rich. You don't have to tell anyone on here. So I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Heretic Temple. If you got, if you heathens out there love uh, love grim gothic imagery and pres- preserved in a uh, sonic sense, and if you just love that assault on your eardrums of just like blast beats or just slow doomy beats or just straight breakdown beats, you can find it in this EP, Anti Life. 
which a lot of people must have been thinking about in this last year. Because right. everything was, yeah, because everyone's lives was turned on their respective ears, and now we have to adjust. Right. And some people just adjusted. It was like, eh, fuck it. What else, What have we got to lose? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you can, you can deal with that any which way you uh, any which way you see fit. But Heretic Temple's Anti Life EP is worth a few listens. Excellent. Yeah, excellent indeed. And now, got my list in front of me. Yeah, and now that brings us to number six, and we're still within the. Yeah, we're still within the confines of Salt Lake City, but we're going a little bit back to hardcore while staying in metal ever so slightly, but on different on a different little uh, arch of the spectrum. Okay. This is where we bring in the band Villain. Villain with their third release, Volume Three, The Getaway. This is the this is the sequel, kind of rounding out the uh, trilogy of their EPs that they've released in the past few years, 20, it was, uh, oh, forgetting, I think it was 2015, they released the, uh, they released their first villain EP, it was just volume one, Okay. and then, yeah, then a couple years later, they released volume two, The Massacre, and now they're doubling up with volume three, The Getaway, the subsequent two EPs just had four songs, this one's got eight. Wow. So they got quite a they got quite a bit to say on this one. The <laughs> the thing that I that I admired most about the band Villain was at first their presentation. It's got a lot of uh it, you see the you see this imagery of like all these old-timey mob bosses, you know, they got the the duster coats and they're holding a machine gun and they got those little uh, bowler caps on. And it's all black and white. That's basically what Villain has for the album cover of this thing. Awesome. They're all, yep, just these uh, four or five gentlemen all kind of walking down this uh, abandoned road. And uh, no other people are in the vicinity, just them. And they're all walking. What? It's a picture, but I am assuming they are walking rather fervently, trying to make a... (laughs) Trying to make a respective getaway, you see. <laughs> right. So yeah, they they also have uh, sequestered themselves in a lot of uh, dark imagery, much in the much in the same way the Brethren and Heretic Temple do. But just uh, again, it's in a different arch, and they have a different presentation on here. Right. And the thing is, villain, they've always made. I mean, they've always made great music. It's been substantially heavy. And just well, well polished, and I mean that in the best way possible. That I don't like to make it sound like it is computer generated because it certainly isn't. Because the way that they present their music, it is in this old school feel. It's straightforward. It's uh, you know, there's no frills about it. They like to they like to keep it simple and to the point. But it sounds like a it sounds like a modern hardcore album, despite the fact that it's got a very old school approach. It just kind of exists in both of those worlds equally. And the getaway, yeah, the getaway, it does the, does that same thing, but along with the uh, inclusion of double the tracks, it does take more advantage of what we could get away with in the studio. You have songs like, uh, oh, what, what was it? It was Demons. They have a they have little bouts in there where there's a uh, where there's some melodic singing in the chorus and and you're just mixing that in as like a call and repeat with uh, uh, with their singer Trent just uh, doing his yelling bits on there or even his uh, his uh, speak singing and then it's just uh, and then it's just contrasted by the mel- the little melodious bits and I okay like that. that's awesome yeah and there's a lot of and so many times it just feels like it's bringing in metal from the 90s as well as hardcore from the 90s. So I don't know, you could kind of uh, you could kind of chalk this up to be an uh, alternative hardcore. <laughs> Should we call it altcore? Altcore. That's how it's- <laughs> yeah. 
Eh, not really, but when no. you listen to it, the, the first thing that comes to mind is, yes, this is a hardcore EP or album. You know, I guess it can, I guess it could be uh, presented as either way. Also, I said eight songs earlier. I was wrong. It's seven. Okay. So almost, almost double. So, so yeah, it's, uh, I still consider it an EP. Just because uh, I don't know, an album to me is uh, gotta be at least nine tracks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's dependent on how long the songs are, and these songs aren't very long. They're about as they're about standard three to five minutes. So yeah, this is an EP, <laughs> and it's a good one. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah, moving moving on from there. We come to number five, and this is the last of the albums, or the last of the EPs that's been presented to us in 2020 by bands of our own backyard. And number five comes in with Mandalore. Okay. A release, a release of 6,000 Spears. Good Only three tracks three there. Songs. Yeah. Yep. Three songs, just under five minutes, and... That's just all the more reason for me to listen to it again and again, besides the fact that it's goddamn awesome. It's so, it's so wonderful. <laughs> but the, the funny thing with Mandalore is they've had a, they have a couple of different, they have a couple of releases. The first one, uh, it was made by those who were dead. That was only released on CD. And then their live album, live in, uh, which was live at a live recording of their show in Pueblo, Colorado. Awesome. That was, that was their second release and it was only released on tape. And now 6,000 Spears, their second EP, their second re- studio EP has only been released on vinyl. So, so they're just covering all corners. It's just <laughs> taking them one release at a time. <laughs> but but yeah, aside aside from uh, that little, um, I'm sure, unintentional gimmick, they still are uh, representatives of the Star Wars theme straight edge hardcore. Yes. And How many Star Wars uh, Star Wars uh, themed straight edge bands are there? Hardcore. Mm. Mm. Han X Solo. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the x java x right um, you get away with so many that's the that's the easy way of doing it you just uh add an x to you just add an x to any character's name in star wars and boom it's a star wars straight edge nice but yeah that's what and they did that before there was doing. a mandalorian tv show by the way yep Oh yeah! If you uh, in recent recent shows when the Mandalorian was like skyrocketing in the popularity points, uh, people who came to the Mandalore shows they just go, "Hey, have you seen the Mandalorian?" Yeah, because that's one thing that people love to do with uh, Conrad is to push his Star Wars buttons. Because oh man, it's he got some words. <laughs> Oh, but he knows about as much he knows as much about Star Wars as he does about Straight Edge. So, awesome. dang, give what you what you did, putting what you know into a lyrical format. So that's the that's the reason why Mandalore kicks ass. That's but awesome. yeah, he but he would make sure that if anyone made a Mandalorian comment, it's like, no, we existed before Disney screwed up Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's got his, he's got his own thoughts. He's got his own charm, but, and he's got his own band. And this is that band, you know, just. And the yeah, six thousand spears, just four and a half minutes of music. But, but yeah, within that four and a half minutes, you know that Mandalore is still holding true. Uh, to all their values through the barrage of lyrics that invoke their dedication to straight edge and the hardcore lifestyle in general and also berating berating to those who uh, invoke the surface imagery and don't add anything of value 
other than just causing problems. <laughs> and so much of that is implemented in the song X puns. Yeah, X pun X. <laughs> yeah, that's a double. That's a double entendre right there. I'm sure you've all seen punk spelled with an X at the end. Yep. But X pun X. Yeah, it's a straight edge pun. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, all those vantage points are squarely criticized. These, you know, it's weird in a in a culture where chaos is celebrated, even encouraged. Uh, there is a point to where it loses its significance, and eventually becomes unsustainable. You know, it's uh, you can, you rebel so much before you become the very thing you swore to rebel against. <laughs> you know? You just entered the scene and you were just like, yeah, chaos, let's, th- let's drink beer, throw the bottles, and let's just uh, cause a bunch of havoc. Let's show these people how badass we are. It's like, yeah, when it first started out, that was like the initial reaction, given the time, which was the 70s. A different time, the 70s. Right. Now we're like, yeah, here we are 50 years later. You just look at something. The idea is still there. You look at something that you do not agree with, and you just say, no, fuck that. I'm not going to do it. Right. Who else is with me? Yeah, I hate <laughs> that too. And then you just kind of uh, clamor to those people. Most of them still happen to be in the punk rock culture because that was the basis on which it was founded. Right. So, so yeah, even a song like X Pun X, <laughs> silly as the name as that is, it still has, it's still given us uh, value in its lyrics. That's great. Yeah, I just spent the whole, the whole review of this uh, simple EP about about such a complex idea, and that's the beauty of hardcore: simple ideas, but lead to, but on complex uh, thought processes. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. In short, this EP it holds Mandalore to the respect that they know what it's like to feel on top of the world but understand the importance and the inevitability of being taken down a few pegs. <laughs> yeah, you know, in order to remain humble. Right. You know, you don't want to climb the ladder too high because once you get to the top, there's, you know, hey, you get to the top. Now what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of bored now. Somebody, somebody poke at me, have me fall a little. <laughs> This again, it's the inevitability. So yeah, that's that's Mandalore, six thousand spears, my favorite release in the EP department of SLC, hardcore metal, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now we're gonna now we're gonna move on to the top four, and we're gonna start off with number four, the newest EP from the band Refused. Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the EP Malignant Fire. And yeah, this was a surprise to me because I <clears throat> was not aware of uh, Refused discography of the past few years. The, uh, and yeah, when I saw that Malignant Fire came out, I go, oh, you know, I ought to check that out. Right. So I did check it out. Then I checked it out again and again <laughs> and again. And up until... Yeah, up until today, I have been listening to it. <laughs> That's great. Like, man, Malignant Fire EP, it's such a, yeah, it's short. And you look at Refuse Past Chronology, you think, uh, yeah, you think of some of their other albums, they are long, you know, they're, you know, not exactly uh, dream theater long, but they, you know, they take their time to say what they need to say. And you think, well, how are they going to take all that down and shrink it into just six songs? Well, buddy, they did it with Malignant Fire. <laughs> you know, and they still managed to implement such a atmosphere to which they are known for. They know how to, they know how to utilize, you know, utilize sonic elements of, you know, that kind of go outside of just the guitars and the bass and the drums, like the, yeah, like the first song, it just uh, it opens up with this weird uh, kind of atmospheric, this little uh, 
It's, it just feels like a Western sunset. And it comes in even more with the guitar start coming in. It just sounds like a... It sounds like something from a uh, Good and the Bad and the Ugly theme. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, the chorus is just infectious. You know, the tower's falling down, down, down. The wolves are at the door. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, refused, you got me. Just one EP and holy hell, where where did you come from? Right. Just for just kind of forget about things like that. Some of the best releases from hardcore bands and punk bands were the EPs. So forgetting the uh, song titles here, but yes, that song that I was talking about was Malfire. Okay. And yeah, the other one. And I played this on the, I played this one, Organic, Organic, Organic. I played that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the subtitle is Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> you know, just talking about the, let's see, how, how was it put on in this? I had some notes and then I lost them about what I wanted to say, but. In short, it's talking about, it's an environmental song. Okay. And it's just saying, like, yeah, even if we do go organic, we're still consuming so much of the planet, and that still is good. There's not going to be a lot left over for the other people. So, so yeah, you can kind of see where the whole uh, cloning process and just uh, selective breeding for plants came from. Right. Yeah, so that's what I got out of uh, organic times three. Cool. And then, and yeah, you you can't have a refused album unless they get political. And there we go with faceless corporate violence. Probably the uh, probably the most slamming song on the whole on the whole thing. And it's literally literally all you need to know is just faceless, soulless, mindless, faceless corporate violence, corporate violence, corporate violence. Just a <laughs> rallying cry for the crowd, just to jump up and try and snatch Dennis's mic. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, going against the the whole corporations, it wouldn't be a refused release in general without that. So so yeah, refused. Even when it was just a even when it's just an EP, half an album, they are still bringing their A game. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from there, at number three, we are getting into the uh, and into the last little bit here, is the release from Pig Destroyer, the Octagonal Stairway, and this was a yeah, this was a weird release for me because <laughs> <laughs> Pig Destroyer they are a they are a grindcore band. With a uh, little implements of metalcore and hardcore coming in, coming into the fold, but they still maintain their uh, they still maintain their noisy blast beat persona. And and yes, like Refuse, they are known for uh, just uh, incredibly long albums because you know you're trying to fit in so many songs that are only so many seconds long, and you gotta like uh, you gotta buffer it up some way. Right. Got a cat crawling over me. <laughs> Always wants to be doing what I'm doing. Okay, sorry about that. Where was that? Okay, yes. And but the thing is with Pink Destroyer, it's not just a. The albums are not just a fast song after fast song continually. They actually like throw some red herrings your way. It's like, oh no, this one's gonna be uh, a bit of a longer song, and maybe we have our uh, maybe we have our noise guy. Um, Shit, what was his name? I lost it. <laughs> oh, it'll it'll come back to me. It will come back. Yeah. He uh yeah, they let him dink around a little bit just to kind of break up the album with some with some weird disembodied samples and just these things that sound like uh these things that sound like newscasts being taken over. And the octagonal stairway, the uh 
the first half of it is a uh, yeah the first half of it is the traditional pig destroyer sound uh, of which where it's yeah part grindcore part metalcore the little direction they've been going in the past uh, few years and then the last one is just noise it is Blake Harrison that's his name it's Blake Harrison just taking charge with these slamming concoctions of harsh noise and the voices and sounds. And it's all just kind of associated with the, you just kind of close your eyes and you just see cataclysmic destruction. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the second half is just noise and it's just a descent into the abyss. This, And then there's a, yeah, then there's a little, uh, feature from Igor Cavalera on the song Soundwalker, which is just 10 minutes of everything I've been describing, but he implements some electronic drums. Cool. That's just solidifying this this cavalcade of rancor. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh... so yeah. Well, I did play a few songs to uh, uh, to show off uh, Octagonal Stairway. They were the you know, the traditional pig destroyer songs. This one, however, the song uh, Head Cage, which was a, which was the name of their last full-length album, but it was just a leftover at that one, and they decided to recycle it or repurpose it, that sounds better, for the release of this EP. And this is Blake Harrison just going off on the soundboards and just kind of doing whatever sounds good to him. Cool. And, and, yeah, this is the opportunity I want to show off what Pig Destroyer's other half of the EP was doing. So here it is, head gauge for a octagonal stairway. that was different <laughs> good stuff there pig destroyer <laughs> i told you so so yeah it is kind of a it's a compressed version of what to expect from a full-length release so it, it does act as kind of an introduction to the band but if you're like a fan whether you're a fan of the grindcore essence of like napalm death and if you're also a fan of the uh 
harsh noise of the body, we'll say, then you're going to find some uh, enjoyment in this Pig Destroyer release. The way that I, the way that I describe it, it's kind of like a, it's like they've created, what they've created is relatable to a creation of a mad scientist. You know, something, something which is sought out to be, to be bold and ambiguous while maintaining its former personality, but letting the destructive impulses mutilate itself beyond recognition. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the best way to kind of describe the CP. It even sounds like it could be a soundtrack for, uh, Satan forbid, a remake of the Frankenstein movie. <laughs> but let's hope it doesn't come to that unless it's <laughs> somebody knows what they're doing but well i'm not gonna hold my breath anyway so that's pig destroyer octagonal stairway number two the penultimate section on this list we have the band twisted thing with their ep sacred cement it's a debut of these guys and these guys have been a, i think they were only around for i think they've been a, about a year now Am I, we're either just coming up on one year or just past one year. But either way, but either way, they're new. Wasted no time getting an EP out. And damn, does this EP sound amazing. From the, uh, I keep forgetting the label of which they are signed to, but it's the same label as the band Show Me The Body is. Okay. And, and yeah, Show Me The Body is that very noisy, very uh, near industrial sounding uh, hardcore punk, which is, which I love. I love all those things together. Right. That's uh, good. Twisted Thing. Yeah, Twisted Thing does do that, but it still maintains a sense of poppiness to it. Really just in the fact that you can, uh, <clears throat> that it's a little bit softer on the ears as opposed to Show Me the Body. But that feeling is still there. It's just kind of a, it's just coming at you at a different side. Cool. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing that I loved about Sacred Cement. It's just, uh, you know, I feel like they, I feel like this is uh, safe. I feel like I can uh, touch it and it's not going to bite me. But then it just gnaws off my entire hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sacred Cement. And I do have a song from this one as well. It's the, <clears throat> it's one that, uh, that has a lot of that bite in there. The promise of penance. Where it's just kind of living in this uh, sort of BPD realm. You think, oh, it's going to be uh, nice. Uh, no, we're going to be yelling at you. So that's what we got here with uh, promise of penance. Let's give that a spin.
Twisted thing. Yeah, they are pretty damn twisted. <laughs> and coming in at number two. Yep. Coming in at number two. As a, and I feel like there is just one band, at, well, one band's EP that I feel that I feel solidified itself in number one, just exceeded all my expectations. Yeah. It's a band called Skaz or Skaz. I'm it's they're from Moscow. They're from Russia, so it's a totally different uh yeah, totally different language and totally different derelicts and inflections and speech. So I have no idea how to really like actually pronounce it. Right. <laughs> But yeah, they have a self-titled uh, EP that came out, and it it takes my favorite genres and molds it all into one so seamlessly. And that is yeah, that is elements of industrial and like pretty harsh, uh, noisy bits, doom, and sludge metal, and then and then little bits of uh, punk and hardcore thrown in as well. Awesome. And it just rounds itself up in such a nice little, a nice little ball. And it still hurts every time you throw it at something. <laughs> so yeah, Skaz, which, uh, yeah, I, I gave up on trying to pronounce it correctly. I'm just going to say Skaz. I like Skaz. it. Let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, Skaz, they got a, yeah, they have a lovely self-titled EP that yeah some of it is written and presented in the russian language while a couple others are presented in english cool and and yeah the first one that i did shows it's a uh, for one it's uh not available on the streaming platforms it is only you can only hear it if you stream it on bandcamp and it's a song called you're alone now i figured that out <laughs> yeah kind of weird yeah. So yeah, all the all the more reason to listen to these bands on their Bandcamp and to actually support them on there. Right. Yeah, and it's a, and this is one that kind of heightens their uh, more hyphy punk rock elements. You know, not doesn't go full on you know Black Flag or anything like that, but it's still just a, it's still got enough of a hint to realize where this was coming from, where some of the influence lit, like lays lies. Days. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, needless to say, it's a good track. It's got all the noise. It's got all the energy in there. But it's just a slight tempo up. So let's give this a listen.
there you yeah, are. It's kind of like kind of like psychedelic punk rock if you think about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that one is a bit more on the fun stuff, but. But yeah, it's funny that I bring up a uh, black flag, or did bring up black flag, not as not a comparison, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna 180 on that because there is something of a comparison there. Okay. Uh, you look at the album uh, My War, where it's like the first half was you know those punchy punk rock songs with you know Can't Decide and I Love You and the title track. But then the other half, the B-side, it's got all of those slow Black Sabbath-inspired doomy songs right there. And that's kind of what this is. I don't, I don't think it's a direct influence by any means, but I don't know who's not influenced by Black Flag these days. <laughs> <laughs> but be that as it may, it does have, it shows off all different areas on there. There is stuff that's more of a danceable beat and there's stuff that's more of a doomy beat. And then there's stuff that's more of a doomy dance, pretty much. <laughs> you know, you just got to have like those weird little, uh, those goth dances where you're going back and forth like this. Your arm, your arm's kind of hanging around by your side and you're doing it in the cemetery. Right. <laughs> just like they showed us on South it. Park. Yeah. Just like the, <laughs> just like the South Park. And you're also blitzed out of your mind. Right. So there you go. And that's what that's the feeling I get from this other song I chose. The only other one that's uh, presented in our English language as Mean Man Mystery. You just kind of have this, uh, this doomy, gloomy dance theme going on in your head. So that's what this song represents to me. And I think it's best representative of this band that kind of gave us this weird concoction of... Uh, sound and noises with all these with all these weird un uncomfortable melodies <laughs> but still enough to bob your head to awesome. so yeah so yeah, here we go mean man mystery one of the best songs from the best ep of 2020 let's get it
I see why he said it was in English. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just thinking that as it was drawing to a close. I'm like, hey, that's the reason. Because, <laughs> yeah, no words being spoken. Right. But, but yeah, you don't always need words. And the same thing goes to... Yeah, the last two tracks on there, they are just entirely instrumental. And yet they still hold, they have still held me to the brim where I was like, oh, when's it going to break? Oh, <laughs> uh, I realize now it's already broke. <laughs> right. So, so yes, that was uh, Skaz. They're self-titled from Moscow, Russia. I, I am in, I am in anticipation what they are going to be doing next as with the as with the rest of these uh these selections on my list but especially the uh bottom two or the the top two god damn <laughs> <laughs> twisted thing but but yes also the bottom two ninja mutantes adolescentes and wrath of gods because they had such promising first outings and second outings as well that yeah i want to see where they're going to go with this right so, so yeah, let's hope within the next uh, couple of years we start seeing more things come about with these uh, artists. Absolutely. All right. And there you go. There's my list of the top 10 EPs within the... And yeah, with the uh, the length that it took me to get through this list, we've uh, decided to uh, split this up into two parts. Yes. So you have just listened to part one of Eric's Best of 2020 is EPs. We're going to end it here and pick up on the next special episode of Eric's Top 11 LPs. Yes. The LPs, if you care more about the... Uh, let's see. If it's an EP, it stands for Extended Play. Right. But an LP, it's a long play. Right. Ah. <laughs> I had to look that up, too. It was confusing. A long time ago, I had to look that up. And it's Extended Based off, you know, you start with a single and then extended from a single, and then you have yep. the long player. Yep, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> it's like this will take up some this will take up more of your time. But I'm gonna try and keep it under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, until the next one, thank you everybody for checking out the first half of Eric's best of 2020. Stay tuned for the second half. Play the fucking outro.